It's the DVE Morning Show, your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Joining us right now from the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network post-game show, our good friend Charlie Batch. Charlie, what's up? Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Now, all right, um, first of all, the last couple of weeks, we haven't had a chance to talk about the Batch Foundation too much, but let's start by talking about, before we get to the Steelers, the education center in Munhall that you guys are putting together. This is headline-worthy. I can't believe how enormous and just magnificent-looking this building is. It's been, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, you know, offline and Mm -hmm. those type of things, and it's just been truly amazing to be able to see this whole transformation of what we're going going from, and we're going from 5,300 square feet to 33,000 square feet. (laughs) 33,000. So this is a state-of-the-art educational facility. This is a direct result of our Batch Foundation, which we're an educational foundation. We focus mainly on, uh, you know, reading computer literacy and our STEAM education, and it's just truly transformational. So we are super excited about, you know, our our grand opening. It'll be completed at the end of the year. Macero Construction is actually uh, putting this together and we are truly humbled by all the support that we have received and you know we can't wait to show this off and once we get our official opening date of course we got delayed because of supply chain issues uh, throughout the mm-hmm. world but now that we're back on pace man we're, we can't wait to show it off and if anybody wants to learn more about what we're doing they can go to batchfoundation.org charlie when did you start the batch foundation so we started uh, 1999, January of 1999. And for people who don't know, we started it because I lost my sis- sister to census gang violence over in the homestead area. And she was only 17 and she had never had an opportunity to live life. And I said, if I was ever in position to give back, I would. And here we are 21 years later, as we now put on programming, we service 3,800 kids annually. Wow in nine counties right now and with this expansion project this will take our numbers to over six thousand kids annually so this is truly amazing because there is so much support that people have given myself and latasha over the years and without the help and the vision of so many uh and the belief that they have in us we wouldn't be able to accomplish nearly as much as we do right now do you still get the the sense that it's evoking your sister's memory uh, when you look at this building or when you see the things that the Batch Foundation has done for 20-some years, she would have been 38 years old right now. Uh, that has yeah. to be something that is really gratifying for you and your family. It really is. And, you know, when I look back and, you know, and you watch the news and the first 10 minutes generally are negative and you interfere fed with those stories, but one of the ones is always, you know, a shooting or something that's happening. And every time I see that to this day, it brings me back to 1996 mm-hmm. whenever we were that top story. And, you know, you wait a couple of years and you try to go to trial and all of those type of things. Yeah. And every time you brought up to court, your name is mentioned again, because by that time now I'm actually in the NFL and it's a story and it's always a constant reminder. And it doesn't matter when I'm watching it on TV. It doesn't matter if it's around Christmas time, you know, all, you always get those memories back. And we said we would never want another family to feel the way that we have felt during our trying time. So we try to do yeah. everything in our power to help anybody else who is going through the, any type of situation that way, because it is a tough, tough challenge. Oh man, I can't even imagine. I mean, and it's so remarkable and, and thanks for, for resharing that story yeah, because I think that, you know, look, you and I, Chuck, we're, we're getting up there a little bit, you know, and it's like 20 years has flown by and I, there's a whole new generation of people that grew up and the batch foundation just existed. They just always knew about the batch foundation, but not, 
maybe didn't know its origin, and it's such a powerful foundation for this to have been built on. No, thank you for that. And a lot of people who've been around you, you know, don't necessarily know that story, and they may be hearing it for the first time. And it's just tough because anytime you go through, and for people who don't know, you know, my, my sister was caught in a senseless gang violence, uh, caught in a crossfire between rival gangs, and it was tough you know, during that time, because I was in college, you know, those type of things. But here we are now, and so many kids that are going through it, they don't necessarily know that story, but they've heard it, something to that effect from Mm -hmm. their parents or maybe grandparents about why we do what we do. And when those kids walk into our building and you see that smile on their face, that's what it's all about, because you're trying to change lives. And it's just important for us to continue to do so and, and really be a blessing to so many people because people have been a blessing to us in our lives. Well, you're doing it, Charlie. So yeah, good God for bless you. bless you, Chuck. All right, let's talk a little bit of Steelers here. Can you? Is there a room where you can teach Chase Claypool how to play football again in that new uh, education center? Because <laughs> I think that dude forgot what's going on with 11. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if he's trying to be so perfect that, you know, maybe missing those minor details. You know, because it's there's a communication between him, him and Ben Roethlisberger is aren't isn't there right now. You know, especially on that back shoulder throw, everything's not going to happen over the top. So he needs to do a better job of getting his eyes around and locating Ben and locating that football. Because when it's not, and when you don't connect on those things, it looks bad like it did last night. I know for a fact because I've spent many years and watching Ben. He does this in practice. He starts practice with his receivers by throwing the ball back shoulder or different locations so they can get familiar with different ball placements. And to not see them connecting in a game, that's tough to watch because it really makes everything bad. And really in critical moments when they don't connect and they have to punt the football, that's what we're talking about, these particular situations. So they have a a week. This bye week coming up, they have a chance to continue to work to get better, but that needs to clean up in a hurry. Charlie, both sides of the ball left a lot on the table Sunday night, but I'm always curious. You and Stan host the post-game show, and I'm, I'm curious what uh, Steeler Nation, what was stuck in their craw this week? What were people harping on? Well, it was missed tackles for one, you know, and then we also had one that, you know, disregard what TJ has meant to this organization over the last two or three years <laughs> and what he did at the end of that ball game to create a strip sack. And somebody literally said, why are we paying him all the, all this money? We should just get four average guys and then we spread his money out. I'm like, well, four average guys won't make that play. So we may be having a different conversation right now on the loss column because of that. Is because of that logic. So I just kind of you know politely replied. I said, well, it, you know, it's safe to say that you won't be interviewing for any general manager's job yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, I think that's a safe assessment. Uh, Charlie uh, Ben Roethlisberger, great first half, second half. Guys just couldn't get open. Offensive line protected him, throwing the ball. But why couldn't we get any push to run the ball in that first half especially? Yeah, that was tough. And you have to credit Seattle's defensive line because those guys up front, they got after They got after him, and they were trying to make uh, this offense one-dimensional, meaning throwing the ball because they were really committed to uh, stopping that run. And it just got to the point where you're just like, okay, wow. And it wasn't until Deontay's 25-yard run on that jet sweep that really got things going. And really, if you go back and look at that, Pat Fryermuth is out in front, and he did a heck of a job blocking not only one, but getting in the way of a second defender to allow Deontay Johnson to spring open. And I think once that moment happened, then they were able to get some things going. But I love the fact that Matt Canada is committing to the running game, mm-hmm. and he is going to stick with this until they get it going. And you know, hopefully they're trending in that direction right now on this two-game winning streak. Yeah, I agree with you. 
yeah, we started off with a you know a negative uh, point about Chase uh, uh, not not living up to expectations, but the fact is Steelers get a huge victory, even though it was a lot closer than a lot of us wanted it to be. Three and three going into the bye, this has to allow for a huge collective exhale in the locker room. It definitely does, and you, you know, right now, I mean, you know, it's great to win, but they realize they're only a 500 football team, so they have to continue to put this stacking wins together and. Here you are right now, middle of October, three and three. And then you have Baltimore playing Cincinnati. You have the Cleveland playing on Thursday. So they, they really, they can gain some games here before they actually play again. So they're in a really good situation. But now they have a chance to get some guys healthy because now this next stretch that they have is they'll be uh, going a, a while before they get somewhat of a mini break coming off of that Minnesota Thursday night game in December. So they know that they know what's at stake at this point. And if they want to be talked about as a playoff team, they now to start, you know, making them making their move. And hopefully, I don't know if they can get the pole position, but at least making them their way into striking distance. Charlie Batch from the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network post game, and all uh, our best to you and everyone at the Batch Foundation. If you want to learn more about the great work they're doing there, BatchFoundation.org online will uh, give you the lowdown. And congrats again on that education center in Munhall. It is remarkable. When is the grand opening? Grand up, and we're, we're shooting for January of 2022. Oh, man. I cannot believe I mean, the pictures of that place are just I'll be amazing. There, man. No, I appreciate that. Thank you, fellas. All right. We'll see you then. Enjoy your bye week. We'll talk to you in uh, two weeks, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you. DV 